Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. I watched this thing the other day and it was really, really bad discussing about how ANTM has aged very poorly. It has. It was, you know, ugh, ugh, yikes. All very, very valid, horrific points. It's really, I rewatch it and I get embarrassed for my past self for not seeing the problematic i feel so guilty i feel so guilty yeah i feel horribly guilty at the same time i can really only take a decent picture of myself because of america's next top model oh what you learned tons of stuff oh i didn't pay attention that hard i was just too busy checking out nigel because he's a fucking hot but now i I think he's kind of a dick because oh why some of the things he said really yes oh it was really bad see there's a couple of things that they say to the girls that i'm like absolutely that's the industry that's what you have to do but then there's other times when i'm like okay that is the industry but that shouldn't be what you're doing right there were things like oh you have to be able to do things new oh my gosh there was this one where the woman had brought up that she was sexually assaulted by men in her life when she was uh, like 10 or so years old Mm -hmm. and she was required to kiss men yep in that shoot Mm -hmm. and they were kind of like it's the business it's the industry you have to do it and there was another where it was similar but she was a lesbian who had to kiss men Mm -hmm. and there was another one i can't remember what it was it was something really bad and i was just like holy fuck yikes yeah, I I remember thinking to myself at the time, especially when they always seemed to bring up shit like, um, like being naked, like nude or simulated nude photo shoots, uh-huh. and they're always just like, "This is the business. This is what it is." And I'm like, "It is the business. It is what it is." And honestly, if I had any of your bodies, I would be walking around naked everywhere. So what's the big deal? But now I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, that's there, not right. There was one when one of the models, she's a person of color. I'm not going to even guess or recall what ethnicity she was or assume. But she was required to kiss or at the very least take pictures with a guy who was openly racist. Yes, and I, was I like, remember that. Oh, I don't remember no. who it was, but yes. Um, take that camera, shove it up his ass and go. Fuck this TV show. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they lost me when they got that Kelly Catrone person on the panel. I was oh. out after that. I haven't. I think I watched half of that season with her in it, and then completely stopped watching because she was so rude to everybody. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, it was so bad. And then like the things about gap teeth and Tyra like downplaying other people's education and saying that education comes secondary to modeling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> which. Good. I'm sorry. I realize that modeling is your profession and that you love it and, like, you care about it. Like, I get that. I understand. But at the same time, your pretty face isn't going to be around forever and your education is. Like, so you really should be paying attention to stuff that's going to last longer than your looks. Yes. Which is why when I went back on the the dating sites for a little while, I was like, hey, um, could you maybe quit holding fish in your pictures? Because... 
there might not be an outdoors to go to. Have, be a good conversationalist and we can talk. Like, I'm looking for somebody to get me through the next apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, tragic. Did not age well. No, it no, really didn't. It and so I'm bad. embarrassed that I liked it as much as I did because every time I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, oh my God, they did do that. That is awful. Yeah, I was never really in love with it. Always been more Project Runway. Mm-hmm. Please do not tell me that I don't age well. We'll have to see if there's ever a clip on that that I have to watch. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. America's Next Model. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, no. Uh, that, like I said, it did teach me how to take a really good picture. And it taught me a lot about photography. And I appreciate that aspect of it. But all of the rest of it was trash. Yeah. I think Nigel had said something to the effect of, like, you're ungrateful for not, you know, taking the opportunity that we gave you to see a dentist to close the gap in your teeth. Yeah. And, and the gap close thing, especially if you feel like it is a very much a part of your personality. Signature, yeah. Yeah, like a, a signature look kind of a thing. Keep it, own it, love it. Yeah, do it. If that chick from Rimmel London ad campaigns can do it, so can you. Like, and we want to see diversity. I think that's the other thing, too. And I will give the show credit on that, that Tyra was trying to bring diversity to the modeling industry. Right. I just, I guess it, I saw that then. But I guess I didn't realize how narrow it was. There was another clip where there was a trans female who was a, who was one of the model contestants. Mm-hmm. And one of the other women had said, like, I don't agree with it, but I guess whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't do that. That was, that was one that I at least was not tragically on board with at the time when i saw it i was just like what is your fucking problem like what are you let her live her life and you live yours and you don't have to shoot your fucking mouth off about it yeah i'm surprised tyra hasn't been canceled following clips like those that came up i can't believe that she's hosting dancing with the stars now is that what it is yeah she's hosting dancing with the stars when she should be doing america's next top model shit because that's like the, still going. I saw the first like press release trailer for it, and her hair is tragic. Tyra, you did not age well either. Well, she's not unattractive, <laughs> but her style is like really wild. Her style has not aged well. I will agree with that. Yeah. She's aged beautifully. Oh, yeah. no, she looks gorgeous. great. But yeah, her style and who she chooses to have dress her is always seems to be very problematic. Yikes. Maybe she takes some of your tips, girl. Sorry. <laughs> Take some of your own tips. I digress, but I couldn't help but bring that up because I was shook yesterday from that. Oof. I also didn't really appreciate, because there's certain things that they taught the girls on how to pose that they were not saying correctly, and it would bother me, and I would, like, yell at the TV every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they were like, no, you have to have neck. Like, you have to elongate your neck. You have to have neck. You need to tell them to drop their shoulders is what you need to tell them. But they never said that. They never said drop oh. your shoulders. They were always saying, we need to see more neck. And when somebody tells you, we need to see more neck, what do you do? You just like kind of stand up straighter, but you're still nervous. So your shoulders are still coming up around you. And it's like, no, if you told, if you told them to drop their shoulders, then they've got a neck. Almost everybody does. And that's all you need to say to them. But they weren't giving them correct coaching. Page for president. Ugh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> Vote for Paige. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing it wrong. That's why my my Twitter bio says, if everyone did as I said, there would be world peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think mine says you can't fix stupid. 
That's a beautiful thing to put for a therapist. <laughs> I can't help you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, maybe I should adjust that. I don't know. Maybe you should change it. <laughs> My name is Randy, and I am not, but I am a therapist. Yeah, not appropriate. I actually <laughs> use social media anyways, as... As we you, know. As, as you and everyone <laughs> has, has known. They're learning. <laughs> if you guys want to reach out, send an email. Send an email. I couldn't help but cut podcast at gmail.com. So we are doing um, season 6B, episode 2, The Ick Factor. Um, the synopsis is a grand gesture of affection by Petrovsky grates on Carrie's nerves. Steve and Miranda decide to finally tie the knot and Samantha tells the girls she has breast cancer. There's that. It's this a heavy a, episode. This was, well, heavy and light. Like, it was yes. an episode because I don't think you and I have laughed as hard as we had in the last, like, what, six episodes that we've done as much as we did today? Yeah. So it was really funny. It was really good. A lot of sarcasm, very irreverent. And then, of course, heavy and, you know, a little bit more depth, Sex in the City. Thank you. Yeah. Every once in a while, they, like, go for it and you're like, oh, oh, they are almost three dimensional. Yeah. I've been waiting for this episode. It's just, it's such an arc for a really solid finale for the show, I think. Yeah. So which, where do you want to go? Should we end on Samantha again? Yeah. Yeah, I think let's we do should. it. Um, Charlotte literally has one thing. Let's just do Charlotte again first. Yes. Harry takes her out to a really nice French restaurant. Right, right, because the episode is all based on the ick factor being... Um, Carrie's big question is, have we become romance intolerant? Yes. And so the ick factor throughout the show was, is it too cheesy? Is it a put-up job to be romantic? And mm-hmm. so Charlotte was talking with Harry. Harry's like, I will romance you. Actually, I wrote out a quote for him because I loved it so much. The f- the French learn romance from me, baby. <laughs> He's so cute. I love Harry. He's so darling. He was so cute this ah! whole episode. And they're like, they just come home from a fancy restaurant, and he impressed her with all of his French, and... Bob died. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they both had gotten food poisoning, and this is, I swear to God, you... I know. Like, you... Your, your nightmare come true. My no, Yeah, my nightmare come true. I, I've told you this so many times, and I'm pretty sure I've told it on the podcast as well, but I don't believe in places that are more than one bedroom but only one bathroom. And this is the reason why this episode right here is because if both of you have food poisoning, like I do not want to be the one who didn't get the toilet, who's shitting into the shower and like, no, I don't want anyone to see me like that. Even if I've been with them for decades, they don't get to see me have food poisoning on like the toilet or in a shower while they're on the toilet. Like, no. It will make for a very good story later, though. We bonded. Oh, oh no. I would be... I would leave them forever. <laughs> I would leave society forever. I would be mortified. And what a shot, right, of them, like, laying on their parquet floor in the bathroom, just kind of, like, grasping <laughs> yes. hands. And I'm like, bitch, I know you have three bathrooms in this place. You right? got money. Yep, exactly. There's at least three bedrooms in there, for sure. Oh, yeah. So three bathrooms, 100%. And, oh. So gross. So but it's so gross. funny. I was laughing because I was like, oh, there goes Paige just reinforcing yep. that we have to have separate bathrooms. I Hilarious. need to have separate bathrooms. I don't ever want to be close enough to anybody to have food poisoning with them also in the bathroom with me. But yeah, so I guess that is a definite ick factor. But the fact that they got through it and they were completely disgusting, but they're like on the floor holding hands and it, still being actually. romantic, like... 
is very beautiful. It is something I will never attain. It didn't feel very ick for me because, you know, Harry's just playing up on what Charlotte's interested in. I kind of loved it. Yeah. I'm curious. What is your ick factor? Have you had ick factors with dating? Um, yes. What are they? Is it like a pet peeve? Is that what we're calling ick? Um, I guess. I think it's just something that, like, you are intrinsically like, ooh, gross. Yeah. Um, but I think they mean it more romantic-centric. Yeah. Than anything else. Um, I have a few. It just happened. But you go first, please. (laughs) So, it actually just happened to me. Um, I went, I went out on a date, and, um, the guy had already been seated, um, and... He said, you can come and sit next to me. Weird. And I was like, so it's weird. a booth. It was one of those half booths. So there's like two chairs on the outside and then the booth part. He was sitting in the booth part and he was like, you can come sit next to me. And I went, no. Ew. No. Honestly, I'm that's not... so bizarre to me. That is something. And it's too funny. So my my very good friend um, and friend friend of the show... I don't think that he listens, but I think his wife listens. So, Amanda um, and Jesse, love you. This is about you. Um, We were at dinner once, and we were talking about this. We were talking about, and Jesse is like, no, I prefer it. I prefer it if somebody that I'm dating is sitting on the same side as me. Is that a psychopathic move or what, though? Well, And his wife, Amanda, was like, ew, honey, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love that they... That they still absolutely adore and love each other, but he laughed, like, at her saying that, and they were totally cool with it. They're my real-life OTP. I love them so much. But I think that's a... I think it's a weird move. I feel like it might be, with the right person, a sexy move. But I haven't met that person yet. I I don't know. It kind of feels like a business meeting. Unless you do like one of those like OTPHJs under the table kind of thing, it's helpful to sit next to each other. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like fooling around is pretty much the only reason why I would be sitting next to you and if there's sushi in front of me, I'm not fucking with you right now. I'm fucking with the sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. And then like you're eating. When are you supposed to be fooling around? This is my question. If you are fooling around in a restaurant, what, when are you fooling around? Are you fooling around before the food comes and then you're not fooling around anymore? Or are you fooling around the whole time? And if you are, that's kind of gross because you're eating food. Have you not played footsies before? Not footsie. Like, I mean, no, I haven't. God, you make me feel so perverted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but like footsie's different from like actually like using your hands with one another in a restaurant situation. I I can like tickle some junk on my toes. I mean, that's different. If you're not using your hands, then everything that I said is not applicable. But for women, we kind of have to use our hands. I don't know. Be innovative. Have fun. (laughs) I just don't. Want my hand to smell like dick when I'm eating my salad. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, I don't my know. goodness. Grow up, Paige. <laughs> You're being ridiculous. Growing up with Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, should we have a segment for that? We should. Today, we need to talk about just fucking owning it. <laughs> 
for the next one, you've got to figure it out. you got to figure it out. What's your grow that, up moment? I love that scene in Younger where Maggie is on like a lesbian date and they're playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And Sutton Foster sits next to Nico Tortorella and he was like, yes. well, yay show. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, there's more planned. And then she throws a blanket over two of them and mm-hmm. he's like, Phew! Yeah, okay, it's happening. She, like, kind of slides the hand down there? Yes. Okay, it's fun. Yeah, well, you're at a baseball game and you're not eating. Oh, God, Paige, stop. It's about the eating. Sex isn't clean in the first place. Whatever. I, I know, and I try not to wants. think about it's it. It's always dirty. It's dirty. It's fine. It's fine. I just, listen, as a woman, we are very prone to, like, UTIs and yeast infections. Like, you can't be fucking around with us. Stuff needs to keep level. I'm not going to say anything because I'm not going to sound like a mansplaining shit. No, I understand you that you, as a man, if, listen, if I was a, if I was a gay dude, no problems. I don't have any problems anymore because everything's external. You wash it off. It's a wash and go. You're fine. I don't know. How f- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the voyeurism in me is coming out. Sorry. Um, uh, no, I like it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, sorry, mom. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. I thought it was cute. Ick factors for me, oh, mm. God. I, yes. I told you about beep, who I was just dating. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, the text messages every day got fucking exhausting. Every morning and every night. Good morning. And, you know, he's, I think one of the last ones before we, like, stopped talking was, good night, my prince. And I was just like, ugh. Good night, my prince. God, let me just drown myself in the hotel bathtub. I cannot <laughs> handle this right now. It was just so... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> what did he ask me the other day? Oh, I told you this at lunch. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, so what wasn't working? I was like, boy, everything? Like, I don't know what to tell you. I just didn't respond. Sorry. Oh, buddy. You will <laughs> respond. We'll figure something out. I don't know. All things in time. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. You, c- you can't fake chemistry. Also, That's it. Thing. And don't, yeah, I think my ick thing, though, is the mushy. Like, like the good morning texts and like the like constant communication type stuff? No, I don't mind that. It was like, hey babe, how are you? Or like, good morning. That's fine. But it was like, my prince, char- you know, dear. And, mm. you know, oh, good morning, hun. Yeah. I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about you all night. And I'm like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> Ugh, I can't handle this. I'm just feeling seasick even thinking about it. Yeah. There was a guy that I dated for a couple of months that was like that. Where I was just like... It, it started to feel like a chore. And, like, because he was just constantly, constantly talking to me. And just like, hey, babe, how's your morning? Good morning, beautiful. How's it going? Like, day after day after day after day. And I was just like, listen, you have nothing to say to me. And it's like, it's like what we were, we were talking about um, off the podcast earlier is like the small talk thing yeah is the fucking worst and like why would you want to small talk somebody that you're dating like if you have nothing to say to me then shut up that bothers me yeah Ugh. it's yeah it's not great any other ick ick factors for you oh um I think having to feel like I have to keep up. Not, like, keep up with... I'll explain. Not keep up with them in certain things, but that I have to play along. So it's, like... I think the reason that, like, hey, Prince, and what's up, beautiful, is 
I feel like I have to talk to you like a dog. Like, oh, oh honey, oh, <laughs> I miss you. Oh, I can't function without you. So me feeling like I have to be like this passive hoe is just not my game. Yeah, that's fair. They do sort of like almost force you into that role. Yeah. Because it's either that or you have to start up in the ante and you don't feel it. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like, it's very much like that last line, um... That, that Astrid says in Crazy Rich Asians to her ex-husband she's leaving is it's not my job to make you feel more like a man mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at when it's like oh hey my prince charming I'm gonna be like hi king like yeah like it's so gross it's weird I don't like especially really too early on in the relationship like if you develop like a pet name over time and you're like, okay, cool, all right, we're going to talk like that. We're going to say, you know, good morning, sweetie pie, or whatever. Like, if you develop it together, that's different, but I hate the people that are right out of the gate about it. Yeah. Like, I had a guy once that was just like, good morning, babe, how's your morning going? And I'm like, bitch, we haven't even been on a first date yet. You know my name. Use my name. Yeah. Like, we cannot be pet naming when I haven't even met you. Well, you know, I think you can say, like, babe or handsome. Like, that's fine. That's fine. You can I call me like, that whatever. Yeah. Babe is a great universal. I do like um, Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell's relationship because they call each other bud. Oh, I love it. That's and I call like. everybody bud or buddy, so. Well, yeah, it's funny because I call I call everyone hun. I used to call everyone mm-hmm. babe. <laughs> And then um, it probably would still happen with Han. But one time I had like three friends in the room. I said, hey, babe. And all three of them looked at me and I'm like, ooh, this is weird. <laughs> um, and so at one point I was dating this guy. We were hanging out with some friends. And I said the word babe. And it was like my boyfriend at the time and a few other people looked at me at the same time. And I was like, ooh, I need to differentiate. This is so weird. I'm so You're sorry, like, Han. Oopsie. <laughs> um, so I caught everyone a Han because I think I would rather call my partner babe. But yeah, no, those are like the big ick factors. Unless you know, like outside of romance, like don't treat weight stuff like shit. Ugh, yes. Outside of romance, that is correct. Insecurity, stop. Mm-hmm. We're all insecure. Figure that out. You'll be fine. Yeah. I do I sort of have the same problem as Carrie, though, <laughs> which we'll get to. But Carrie, at one point, says, I'm an American. You've got to take it down a notch. That's so funny. <laughs> Ugh, I feel so- like that's the main problem between them. Like, he is very much European, and she is very much American. Yeah, let's say way to that. Yeah. Carry this episode. You know what? I just need to point this out real quick. There was one scene where she was just like, because in the episode, listeners, Alexander Petrovsky is like laying it on thick, reading poetry, which also right next to reading poetry, I wrote boring. Don't ever fucking do that, please. Yeah, please don't read me poetry. <laughs> um, I have a degree in English lit and I read like 40 books a year. Do not ever read to me. That is yeah. so ew. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. You know, ooh, this is a great one. Hmm. I cannot stand. I'm like in visceral pain. I like I have a spiked fever <laughs> when I see men feeding women. Ugh. I want to just scream. And all that looks romantic, don't ever fucking feed me. It doesn't look romantic. Even Lady and the Tramp fed themselves. Like, <laughs> knock it off. You know, uh yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's not what we're saying. But so, yeah. So, Alexander Petrovsky is reading, like, poetry. He writes Carrie a song on the piano. Which cute. But, like, I don't know. When somebody... I don't know. I don't know how to take that. Like, if I can't even 
allow someone to sit on the same side of the table as me, don't write me a, a fucking song either. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> you know, honestly, if some guy was like, I was like, oh, that was really good. What was that? He's like, I wrote it for you. And played it off like that. I would be okay with it. But she was like, oh, what was that? And he's like, I wrote it for you. Mm-hmm. It's called... What yeah. does that mean? It means... It means the girl with the sparkling eyes or something. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gross. I was, yeah. I was like, if somebody had done that to me, I would have been like, get the fuck out. Who is it? Right. Who wrote it? Stop with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. Who would have immediately been like, knock it off. <laughs> so I know you have your opinions. I do. And you can share. But before you say share those, mm-hmm. this inconsistency that I cannot stand in the, the bold-faced lie out of Carrie's mouth was, I've never had grand gestures. And I'm like, I don't know. You've been proposed to fucking aid and try to pound through a wall to extend the size of your fucking apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what grand gesture you're talking about. I think... I, I don't know, but I feel like women forget grand gestures really easily. Don't say that. I, the men are going to fucking freak no, they're not going to freak. It's just, I think that, I think this is the reason why men propose at like baseball games and stuff is because if there's an audience, they're never going to forget it. But if it was a grand gesture between just the two of you, bitch is going to forget it when she doesn't feel loved and honored and respected anymore. Well, what do I care? It's not my problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yes, true, but. Cheers straight men. Good luck. Once you're done with women, give me a call. 775 <laughs> Beep, <laughs> I I think that we get into a emotional rut as well. Like what everyone does. Where we think like, okay, yeah, like I mean I I get into ruts where I'm just like, man, nobody's ever loved me. I've never been in a real relationship. That's not true. I was married for like eleven years. Like and I you I have to have like a back and forth chat with myself about that. Well, to at be least like, you do that, but my God, Carrie, chill the fuck out. Yeah. yeah, Carrie treats every relationship like it's the very first one she's ever had, ever. Mm-hmm. And especially this one. Well, yes, especially this one. We talked about that in the last episode where it was like, um, homegirl, I do not know where your insecurity just came from because <laughs> Lord knows, insert male figure here, they yep. hooked up with other men yep. or women. Ooh, that would be hot. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. And All so, of the, I mean... Studio 54, he definitely hooked up with other men. But chill out. I don't know. She's just so dramatic. Yeah, she totally is. And honestly, like, I would... This is the other thing about women, too. We are so easy to impress. I'm easy to impress, too. I think. So, so all... Every single woman that I have ever in my life met has been overcome with emotion about a certain thing happening. And I think that's what they're trying to exaggerate here in this is what it's like. Like I once was in a relationship with a guy um, and we were walking down like in a, like a sky walkway that was leaking in certain places. It just, it happens. It was raining. So, and it's like a glass one so it wasn't like dirty waters coming in or like crappy waters i mean it was just rainwater but it was like leaking in a couple of places which you know whatever architecture what can you do but he we were walking along and he grabbed like me by my hip and pulled me closer to him and away from a drop that was coming down 
And I still remember that shit. It's been years. And I'm like, that's the most romantic thing that's ever happened to me. I love that. But it was beautiful. And I still think about it because I still take like that walkway sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God, he saved me right here. How dumb is that though? Like that is the basic bare bones level of like human decency. And I was overcome. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Romance isn't dead. Ugh. Yeah. So I think we absolutely have become romance intolerant. I disagree. (laughs) People find spaces in which they are romance intolerant. And I think that comes from the concept or the feeling or the insecurity of I can't get it or I can't achieve it or I can't Mm, give it. Yes. And so they have to become intolerant very clinical sounding of me, (laughs) because they want to be in denial. Yes. So they're sublimating. It's a defense mechanism. Sublimating is when you spend energy on a different matter to avoid another matter. So this place, it could be we're avoiding romance, and instead, like, we're focused on our career, focusing on our bodies, doing side gigs, working on hobbies, and ignoring, like, this really, really major thing in our lives, Mm -hmm. which we talked about lunch today, too. Yeah. And sometimes it's romance, and sometimes it's love, and Mm -hmm. wanting to belong, and being a part of something, and companionship. Yep. And so I think we come romance intolerant because sometimes when we're not there, we can't feel it, Mm -hmm. whether or not we're giving or receiving it. And so, yeah, I think that does happen, but... I quite love romance, but you know me. I talk about my dating life all the time with you. I'm always <laughs> giving men chances and giving a go and turning stones and You know, yeah. we're very we're very like Miranda Charlotte in that way. Yes. Because you're always like, Why can't you make it work with that guy? And I'm like, Cause he's an idiot. I can't. And I'm just like, shut up, Paige. Just do it. <laughs> Give it a chance. Uh, so I'm giving stuff a chance, but honestly, whatever I guess. Ugh. <laughs> Um, I think that, oh, uh, he buys her a pink Prada dress and wants to take her to the opera. At the Met. At the Met. Honestly. Ugh. The second that you bought me a dress, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Well, you know me. The second you buy me tickets to any show, I'm like, oh. (laughs) It's going to be Blowjob City at the end of the night. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the show. I had a great time. Yep, and she, so they get there, and there are a couple of strings players outside. He starts to, like, dance with her, and she, I think, fake faints? Honestly, I don't think she faked it, because you know bitch falls. Yeah. She's clumsy. She's clumsy. I don't know why you would wear heels that high if you're clumsy like that. I'm not even clumsy, and I like being low to the ground, man. (laughs) Like... It's so weird. But so she faints. Yes. Comes to. And. It was dramatic. And yeah. And basically says, I like, I'm over. I'm overcome. I'm overwhelmed with emotion. I can't do this much romance. We're American. I'm an American. You got to tone it down a notch. Cut to them in their Metropolitan Opera Finest at McDonald's. I love it. Probably in Times Square. So cute. And she's ordering a fucking Big Mac and fries. And she, like, hands him one of the fries. And she's like, would you like a fry? It's French. I and he's it. like, oh, well then. And they start fucking... I hate this. I hate that this is, like, the end of the episode. That the poor McDonald's worker is like, that'll be five ninety six, And they start dancing in front of the cash register. I love it. 
I was dead ass like, man, if I was that McDonald's worker, I'd be like, that's five ninety six. I love it. Oh. Fucking dance on your own time, you nerds. <laughs> if I if I were in that situation, I would have been like, um, you can stay fainting on the floor. I'm going to go see an opera. Bye-bye. And then she goes, sorry about the opera. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't go? La Traviata? I'm going. I'm Try going. Again. I'm 100% going. I don't uh-uh. even care if there's subtitles. I am sorry. going. I will read the Wikipedia article on it during intermission and figure it out. Right. Well, shit. You know me. I just bought that jumpsuit for my brother's wedding, and I mm-hmm. wore it the week before the wedding just to test run it. Yeah, you have to. And I was like, we're going to go have a four-star meal because I want to test drive this outfit. Bitch, I'm not missing the opera. No, hell no. And never. Sorry. No. If somebody's taking me to a show or a concert, I am not missing it. Yeah, no. Easiest way to get me out. Oh, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. Which is why I haven't been out since COVID started. <laughs> um, so let's take it to Miranda. Yeah, natural, natural progression. Um, I, she and Steve are sharing $3 beers. And they start playing the I don't want a game, which is my favorite part. My second favorite part of a like getting serious relationship. I don't know if I've ever had that conversation. Really? Have I? How have you? How serious have you gotten with anybody? Very serious. Like marriage serious? Like we talk about it passingly serious, but not like he proposed serious. That's about the time when it's usually one of those things where it's just like, hey, I don't want to be so nitpicky about stuff. Well, I don't want to bug you about this. Well, I love you. I love you too. Let's get married. I think the extent of that conversation has only ever been like, I don't want a dog for a few years because I want to travel. That's fair. That's but not totally like, fair. I don't want to be a curmudgeon old man. Yeah, I don't know. I've had that I've had that with a lot of people now that I think about it. But I think that might be like an immaturity thing. Are you calling me mature? No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, t- I'm calling them. I'm leaving this podcast goodbye. No. No, I was thinking about it and I was, no, I'm calling them immature. Like, they were not in touch enough with their emotions to be able to know what they wanted and how to get it. Hmm. So. Shame. Yeah. That's, hey, that's dating me, I guess. Um, and so she, they're playing the I don't want it back and forth and she says, would you marry me? And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. I forgot that that's how it went. What a Miranda thing to do. Thank you. Thank you for proposing first. Ladies, own it. Own it. Own it. If you need to, do it. And if he says no, kick him to the curb. (laughs) I just, I don't know that I would ever. No, that's not true. I totally. I like made him propose to me, basically. When I got married. Um, I don't know if I told this on the podcast yet. I think I have. Um, But... Just for a refresher for everybody. Uh, we were a claim jumper. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. That <laughs> was so quick. Yeah. No, I don't like it either. Um, and just talking back and forth. And we had kind of gotten into the whole like, oh yeah, well when I get married, I want to do this. When I get married, I want to do this. And he had slowly changed it to when we get married, I want to do this. And he was talking pretty heavily about it. And so I said, hey, um, let me stop you right there. You said we? And you've been saying we a lot? Are you going to propose or what? And he said, oh, yeah, you want to marry me? I'm like, yeah. Okay, continue what you were saying. That's, that how, that's, that's how, how it went down? That's how it went down. Oh my that's God. how we got engaged. <laughs> 
And I went home and I was like, I think I fucked up my own engagement. I think I fucked it up. Random House is not publishing that story. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't romantic at all. Apparently, he was planning something for the future that was going to be. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you don't know how to execute. So that would have never happened. Um, Oh, goodness. (laughs) But whatever. It's fine. Um, But I love how Miranda says, I just want to be with Steve. Like, I don't really care about... You know, the wedding dress or, like, anything else that's happening. I just want to be with him. And I thought that was so freaking sweet. I kind of love it, actually. It's really just down-to-earth, genuine. You know what? Frills be damned. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't know that I would ever have another wedding. Yeah? Yeah. I kind of hate all of the attention on me. It was awkward, and I, it didn't feel like it was about us at all. You know, I like attention to a degree, but I don't know. Contrary to popular belief, I don't really like it. I just married my brother, and so that went well. Um, <laughs> you were the person who married your brother to his fiance. Because yeah. if you just said, I married my brother, that's a whole other level of hick that we're not actually at. I don't want to I don't want <laughs> to misconstrue what you yeah. did. I was the officiant for his wedding. There you go. <laughs> and it was cute. I don't know. I don't know. His now wife is adorable. Oh, I, her. I met she's her a couple fantastic. of times, but she's just the cutest. She's so. fantastic. Love her to death. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think I want to do something more like destination-y, where it's more like, mm-hmm. hey, for those of you who can afford it, we're going to be in this place. Yes. For everyone who isn't coming with, then we will be back and we're going to throw a little party. You guys are invited. Yeah. Extra, like party after, like weeks after or months after the wedding happens. I love that idea. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little stuffy. And I think you're right. It's not really for you. What does it make sense? It's not for you, obviously. You're having, you're paying other people to come and celebrate with you. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it just feel, and I mean, it's another, it's another thing that I feel is just a cash grab. The same way that a bachelorette party is a crap, is a cash grab. A bridal shower is a cash grab. A baby shower is a, is just a cash grab. Like, I just hate that it's basically just a more upper crust way of begging for money. Yeah. Like, it bothers me. And, like, yes, weddings are fun, but you are absolutely expected to bring a gift to it. That's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My brother's was fantastic. I thought it went really well. It was sweet, simple, went off without a hitch. Dinner was great. We did some social distancing stuff for the ceremony. It went out really well. Actually, I had a really good time. Yay. I can't wait to see the photos. I know, they should be good. I'm very excited for the I'll photos. I'll let you see them. Yay! And I want to see what photos of me in my jumpsuit there are, because yay! Yes, because you look fantastic. It was so much fun. Oh, I loved getting all the attention. Not all the attention, because it's the brides per day, but mm-hmm. all the women, at, all the staff over at Liberty were like, you look so good. Like and I was like, hot. thank you. I'm wearing four-inch <laughs> heels. I'm owning it. Thank you. Get it! But yeah, they have their marriage. They they weren't able to figure out what to do it because Miranda was like kind of ick about doing anything big <laughs> yeah, or frilly. Yeah, they didn't have a church or anything, so they did at the community garden. Yeah, which is so cute. Um, and her wedding dress, everything was very like fall. Yeah. Themed velvet, huh? And yeah, velvet. Like it looked good though. It did. Burgundy like, too. I was like, wow, I can dig it. I'm not mad at it. Like she looked really great. And even Steve's mom was just like, I really respect you for not wearing white. 
You see, I was wearing white, but little Jackie on the inside of me when I was in my wedding day. And you're like, oh God, oh God. You really go with that accent. Too much. <laughs> That's just because that's like so close to my mom's old accent. Oh, my yeah. mom doesn't really have an accent anymore. I was, I was telling you this earlier. My mom doesn't really have an accent, but she says certain words still yeah. like they did. And so like... Growing up, your parents were the only ones that told you to put on your PJs and go to bed. And my mom says pajamas. Oh. So I say pajamas, but I don't hear myself saying it. So whenever I am, like, saying it and I am cognizant and I'm like, pajamas, that's what you need to put on. But if you catch me off guard, I'm like, you know, pajamas. (laughs) Like, shit. Which is the worst, too, because my dad was from the South, so I have, like, the worst dialect of any American on the history of the planet. Like, how are you talking a mile a minute and then stopping dead because your southern part of your brain just decided to stop working? (laughs) How interesting. It's awful. I, like, and I have a podcast. Why would I have a podcast with this terrible, like, back and forth of my speech? I'm just looking to get, like just dragged i guess i don't know voiceover gigs (laughs) voiceover gigs nobody sounds like me because they wouldn't want to Ooh, but your favorite line from the show god my favorite line from the whole series is when miranda's on the phone looking for wedding dresses um the lady brings over a white dress and she says no no white no ivory no off-white i have a child the gig is up (laughs) and it's so nothing that screams virgin Yep. Loved it. Nothing screams virgin. I just love the I have a child. The gig is up is my favorite. Um, so that's and Miranda, yeah, she gets married. Everything's super sweet and amazing. Um and we we go to Samantha for the rest. Yeah. Um, so Samantha starts out saying, I think I'm ready for bigger boobs. And I'm like, oh, I have some you can borrow. You're so funny. You can Did take Did we see that meme where it was like, I wish we could just Venmo each other titty? Yeah. Oh, your titty's yes. small, my titty's huge. I'll Venmo you some titty. Yes. I love that. I love that. I used to, so, um, who I was married to is 6'4", and we always used to joke that we should just buy pants, and then he gets his hemmed, and we, like, get oh, the yeah. extra at it <laughs> Or, like, I get mine hemmed and add the extra to his, because he's... But we were definitely two different sizes, too, so that didn't quite work out, but it was too funny. Um, But she, she like, she's been in a bunch of photos in U.S. Weekly because she's been out with um, Smith Jared. And so she opens it up, and she was like, look, these are my boobs on Friday. Very, very small. These are my boobs on Tuesday. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. I know. I love the the teeny tiny. (laughs) Yeah. You and I are like, teeny tiny. (laughs) It's so great. It's just the way that she says it is fucking perfect. So she decides to go in for a consult. And here she is talking up a blue streak about how she, you know, wants some that kind of look like this, but a little bit like this and just going off. Um, And then he says, well, uh, you have a lump. So you need to go get that checked out before we can go any further on this. Which is the scariest thing that you can even say to a woman, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out to be the worst thing that you could think of. I know she has cancer. She has cancer. And 
I, I, I hate it. Like, I hate cancer. I hate cancer because it's basically just a word for we don't know what's wrong. Yeah, well, they kind of do. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, if it's a... It just happens. Yeah, it just randomly happens to people. I mean, sometimes not so randomly, but... Oh, I love it, though. I love... Um, you know, I remember reading an article, like, a few years ago that Samantha... Or, uh, Kim Kachal was actually, like, really up and for this. And then she's like, yes, perfect. Let's have Samantha have cancer. I'm willing to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's great. Mm-hmm. And love it. What a good arc for her yeah. in her storyline, because... It, you know, she has very human moments here and there, you know, falling in love with Richard Wright, for example, and, mm-hmm. you know, stay with Smith and Jared, but this is like, she's killing it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so for all the listeners, I actually have cancer myself. Mm-hmm. I got diagnosed almost three years ago, actually, and, yeah, so it really resonates with me. Samantha, I love. Oh, she's so funny. I kind of did something similar to her, so when I got diagnosed... The doctor came in and told me I was in the hospital, and I said, can you just, like, do a lap around, like, the floor and come back to me? And I texted, like, 30 people, and I was just like, FYI, I have cancer. Oh, no, you just texted everybody. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, let's just get this over with. Oof. And that's exactly how she does it. She goes and picks up Carrie on the mm-hmm. way to the wedding after she was, you know, prior to the wedding, she had gotten a consultation for uh, breast augmentation. Finds this lump, and somewhere in between, you assume that she goes and gets a biopsy, turns out it's cancer. But on the way to the wedding, for Miranda's wedding, she picks up Carrie in a taxi, and she was just like, FYI, I have cancer. And then she tells the same thing to Charlotte, and I was like, you know what? Cheers, because you really had to do it like that. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed about it. I don't find it taboo at all. It's a thing I live with. Mm -hmm. Very normal, really. Yeah, I think... But you knew that. Yeah, I was saying it during the episode, but I'm like, this is the moment when Carrie should have been bursting into tears, though. Well, yeah, compared to the episode where, like, fucking, what, Bay has, like, an angioplasty, and she's just like, "Ah." Yeah, and she's just crying her eyes out when it's something that is not cancer. Yeah. Like, to be perfectly honest. And, like, I'm with you. Like, my dad died of cancer, of a very strange cancer, where, like your liver just decides that it's not your liver anymore and like starts rejecting the body oh. um and it has nothing to do with drinking either oh, like because no. he never drank huh. um and it's it's scary because like every time i go in for like a full blood panel there was like your liver liver levels are a little high and i tell them about what happened to my dad and I'm like does not drinking as much like should I not be drinking anymore and they're like no if it is what you say it doesn't matter how much you drink like you still might get it yeah that sucks yeah so I love it and then so at dinner after the wedding at the reception Mm -hmm. uh, Samantha and Carrie are talking and then Charlotte (laughs) Just compliments me. I thought, ooh, Samantha looks so pretty today. She's like, thanks, I have cancer. <laughs> yeah. And then they're having a conversation. Eventually, Miranda comes over in the episode. She sits down. She kind of says that something's wrong. And she was trying to, like, just say it. Yeah, she was just about. like, yeah, she's like, I don't want to ruin your special day. And she was just like, nope, this is not a special day. Like, like, let's hear it. And she was just like, oh, I have cancer. She's like, what? And she's like, oh, now it's my special fucking day. Right. Yeah. And then I love how Charlotte's like, go, go. Let's not talk about this. Go be with your people. And mm-hmm. uh, Miranda's like, no, you are... 
You're my you're, people. You're my people. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And then, of course, Carrie narrates, and the last thing they say is, for better or for worse, we were all ourselves today, exactly how Miranda wanted it. And mm-hmm. so I loved it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets really, like, actual, real-life stuff with... Um, with Samantha's cancer from here on out. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see. And you're it's, so sweet, Paige. I honestly have zero qualms about it, so I will share plenty <laughs> of personal stuff along the way. Um, Liz, I was just saying, like, you can share as much or as little as you want to. I don't want to push anything that you're not comfortable talking about. No, very comfortable, very comfortable. Yeah, if anyone has any questions or thoughts, uh, you could certainly email... Yeah, email us at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. And we can discuss it for the, the next episode. But yeah, it's just yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Cancer happens. I'm very it fortunate does. to still be alive. Mm-hmm. You know, my prognosis was not as long as it's been. So cheers to that. Been having treatment, been in treatment since, you know, very immediately after I got diagnosed and still kicking. You've known for a while now. So it's like. Yeah, no, I'm totally. I've known for a while. I knew. Oh, gosh. Um. I've known for a little bit. And it's like it's funny to to be on the other side of it because you really want to help people as much as possible, but like you're afraid of overstepping and like I knew that you were sick because of like something that happened previously where I couldn't get a hold of you for a while. Right. I remember um, that. And that was like before we were friends, so it was this really weird thing where I was just like, well, I don't want to, like, Facebook stalk him, but I'm worried about him. I know it's not my place to be worried about him because we're not friends, but I'm still, like, concerned. Oh, you're so sweet. Like, I was, I was dead-ass going to, like, call both of the hospitals Aww. if I hadn't heard from you, like, the day after I heard from you. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. Remember you I was, like... Me upset <laughs> i was literally like what if something happened <laughs> and like of course the other side of my head's going like but you don't really know him you're not friends with him it's none of your business and i'm like but i'm worried <laughs> like, he, like he's still sometimes the brightest part of my day and i worry about him <laughs> but yeah samantha it's a really good storyline i really like it you know i haven't actually seen any of these episodes when Ooh, Samantha really? has cancer. Oh, um, that'll be fun. Actually, I lie. I think I remember seeing, I think, like, the tail end of an episode on TV when I like, changed the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Where she whips off her wig. That's yeah. a big one, yeah. Yeah, can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Cancer. Weird thing. But I love it. The girls were really supportive. They came together. Yeah. It really, like, brings it home for me, especially in, like, later episodes in the movie. They're sitting like Abu Dhabi and they're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember who says. It. I think Carrie probably says it. It's something to the effect of like, "Can we?" Oh, Charlotte says it. Can we be each other's soulmates? And men are Maybe. just things that we have fun with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Yes, that is like the most pure part of the whole ser- series. Yeah. Or franchise, I guess. Yeah, franchise. Yeah. I love that moment. It's such a good moment. And it was very much this one, too. Like, fuck my wedding. Mm-hmm. You're my people. Yeah. Start from the beginning. Talk, listen. I'm here. Yep, exactly. And she was doing what she wanted. Like, she's like, nope, I want to meet up with everybody and I want to have food. Yeah. That's the best part of a wedding anyway. Yeah. 
I didn't get to eat at all. That's the other thing oh, they don't really? tell you is that like you're too busy like talking to people and like milling around that you never get to eat the food that you picked out for your own wedding. Oh my gosh, my brother totally ate. And my <laughs> well, sister now is totally ate too. The bride, maybe. But yeah, I didn't. I totally didn't. I handpicked all of the food that was going to be there. And then I didn't get to eat any of it. It was really a bummer. <laughs> but. Aww. That's okay, because for my next wedding, I won't even have one. So Bitch, I'm pan. I want to fucking eat. Let's be freaking real. I ain't <laughs> not about that life. You're just like, everybody, we bought out the Silver Legacy <laughs> buffet. Have at it. What makes you think I would ever buy a buffet? I am so fucking offended. <laughs> oh, that's just tragic. It's just easier. That's I wasn't thinking you specifically. Oh, just like the royal, God. like, next time. I don't think buffets will ever come back after COVID, really. I don't think they will either. And you know what? I'm kind of happy about it. You I'm not going to lie. Actually, wrong. They're already open. Yeah, there are some that are so already bizarre. open. But some have closed permanently. Oh, have they? I know. Mm-hmm. I think the Atlantis now has... Like, you walk through the line, and you point at what you want, and they serve And they you. get it. Or they already mm-hmm. have, like, pre-plated things that you just grab. Which, ew. I don't want to just, like... Yeah. Have, like, my three square inch of, like, macaroni and cheese just sitting under a sun. Yeah. It's... I'd rather much the chafing dish, but... I would rather order it and have them make it for me and bring it to me. Like, I just don't like a buffet. Also thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That dessert line, though. Oof. But you don't have a sweet tooth. That's the thing. Oh, I totally do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I have a huge sweet tooth. That's a big old problem. Um, but that being said, I don't feel like any dessert buffet is really worth the calories. They look beautiful. Do they? And then you eat them <laughs> and you're like, that wasn't worth it. This is horrible. I'm not for it. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. No, <laughs> not my thing. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll just stick to eating regular food when I'm dining out versus the buffets. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to go. Did someone just knock on my door? No. Oh. That was outside. Oh. Ooh, that was bizarre. (laughs) I was like, we're podcasting here. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) We're doing something here. Um, So, yeah, that's the episode. Um, I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. Um... And like us on Facebook, I Couldn't Help But Podcast. And then we are at We Swear on Chanel on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you are still not sharing any social media. I, well, I, so <laughs> That's I okay. We'll get media. you. We'll I get, never use it. That's we'll. just the thing. <laughs> we'll get you on TikTok or something. I it's going to be great. I posted that picture of a jumpsuit mm-hmm. uh, for my brother's wedding on Facebook. And it's so buzzing. Which I now have come to learn that that's so antiquated because people don't post it on Facebook. Randy. Sorry. <laughs> is what people, that's how people say it to me. But uh, That's okay. Yeah. Like they say in Shit's Creek, tweet us on the Facebook. <laughs> tweet us on the Facebook. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you finished it finally. Uh, I really, I didn't want it to end. So I was just waiting for it to come out on Netflix so that I could watch it. And then I watched it and it was worth the wait. I told my brother and his fiance, well, now wife, I was like, if I'm going to officiate your wedding, I need a pontiff hat like Moira Rose. <laughs> with like the hair braid halo. Oh my God. Love it. That was so, so funny. Good. Uh, I need to watch the whole last season again just to, like, see it without me crying through it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and then Patrick and Dan Levy's character. When they started singing Simply the Best, I was like, oh, I've never cried at a jazzy gal's performance, but here we are. No, it was so freaking good. Oh, 
I know, and Ted. Oh, poor Ted. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Not poor Ted. He was fine. He was happy. Well, I think, like, their breakup was just really sad. Oh. And, like... Well, I I mean, it's content. Yeah. I think Ted would have, you know... I don't know. Ted would have come back for her and would have regretted it. That's why I don't understand is why they didn't just stay together. Because she could not stay in the Galapagos. And he shouldn't be limiting his career for her. Oh, God. I think romance is much more important than careers, but maybe that's just to me. I don't want to project. Uh, yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big old ass no for me. Oh. I'm like, nope. You're holding me back. You gotta go. Mm. I don't care about romance. I care about romance. I am not desensitized to romance just yet. I am... I'm definitely not desensitized. If I found somebody, I would become a Charlotte so fucking quickly Honestly, if I clicked with somebody, it would be like a complete turn for Ew, me. I'm waiting for the day. Oh, it will never come. Trust me. Shut I'm. The, I'm. That attitude. My I'm God. too. I'm too obnoxious to love. Trust me. <laughs> People don't like a girl with this many opinions unless she's on a podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know, if anybody anybody wants to reach out, I can help a podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, Page and Randy are available. Yeah. For you. Yeah, for romance purposes. Or, you know, (laughs) not. I'm available through all the pages social media. Please reach out to her. (laughs) Correct. Reach out to me and I will pass along your information if I deem you worthy of Randy. She is my manager. She vets everything. (laughs) I'm your romance manager. (laughs) How funny. All right. Well, um, we will see you guys next time. Until then, remember, always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.